This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, I am so excited. We're going to have a guest on. We're going to be talking about something that... I honestly think we have never talked about on this program before, and we've done you know well over 400 programs, so this is very cool, and I'm, I'm going to love learning about this subject, and I know that my listeners will too, so please join me in welcoming Molly Grubb to our program today. Welcome, Molly. Welcome, Dan. I'm really excited about our show today, and we're going to do some great things for these business owners. Great. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you. So Molly Grubb is a dynasty builder. After seeing her family's business torn away from her parents, watching them lose their identity, and then walking away with almost nothing, Molly decided she wasn't going to let that happen to other entrepreneurs and family business owners. Now Molly helps build, protect, and maintain a family business owner's dynasty. She is one of only 200 certified business exit consultants and less than 7% of advisors that utilize all of the fundamentals of wealth management. We all know owning a business has value and the average business owner has the majority of their net worth tied to their business. With only 20% of businesses actually selling in the open market, this makes it extremely difficult for the average owner to ever realize their wealth they built in their business. In fact, 90% of businesses fail within the first 10 years. Molly is here today to help us beat those numbers and build our dynasties. So again, Molly, welcome. Yeah, I am super excited, Deb, um, and let's, let's uh, really create some wealth for these guys. Great. We know usually we're talking with people on this program, many who are just starting out in, in their, you know, with their business. Might be a side hustle, might be something that they are truly setting up as something that they can do full time. And I read your book, which is Build Your Dynasty. Great book. And it was interesting because as I was reading it, you know, I realized my business isn't one that I would ever sell because my business is me. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it is actually me in person going and doing things. But for many people, their business is not. It is a product. It is a service. It is something that has, you know, has value that they could transfer to someone else. And as I was reading your information, of course, it occurred to me that whether you're, you know, whatever part, you know, stage of your business you're in, you need to be thinking about that. And maybe more importantly, as you're setting your business up, you need to think long-term, you know, because we all think, okay, I want to get through this month. I want to get through this year. But, you know, we, we should be setting our business up with the goal of it lasts for a while. <laughs> and maybe we only want to do it for five years, 10 years, or maybe, you know, 20, 30, whatever. But we need to have that kind of long-term goal in mind. You know, is it something that we're really just doing to get by? Or, you know, do we want it to turn into what you call a legacy? Yeah. Well, um, 
you know, as, as you know, the, the faster you run in your business, the more money you can make. So whether or not mm-hmm. the business is attached to you solely in your name brand and your speaking events and everything is solely attached to all the way to you having this enterprise system, mm-hmm. the more you can systematize and delegate, uh, the more profitable you can be. But mm-hmm. every business has an exit plan. Either mm-hmm. you plan for it or God will give you the plan. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's being able to take control more over your future of your company is what's going to allow you to really, truly build your dynasty. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and as I mentioned in your bio, you have a very personal reason for doing this. Um, so tell us, and, and it was interesting because as you, as I was reading about it in your book and then, you know, in your bio, I thought, you know, that is what happens to a lot of people. So tell us a little bit more about it. Of course. Well, I, I will start with this. You know, there's, you know, I was, I recently lost my mom uh, oh. in September. Mm-hmm. And when I reflect back on this dynasty that she left, mm-hmm. my family, I mean, it was the greatest inheritance that any parent could ever give their child. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that based off of wealth. It was that based off of a spiritual dynasty. Right. She, Loved harder than anybody else could love. Mm-hmm. Had faith stronger than a mountain. I mean, it was it was incredible. Mm-hmm. She wasn't really able to take care of her health because she was still operating from a mindset of fear and scarcity, from where she never processed her father's passing at a very impressionable age when she mm-hmm. was young, mm-hmm. rather than out of abundance. And as a result, she wasn't really able to have the reach that she could have had. Because that's what wealth really is. Your ability to infuse your belief system, what you are to your family, to your community, and the world at large. Mm -hmm. And this really all culminated together and became a real sampling of it when, you know, seven years ago, you know, I was there with my entire family after we finished uh, the last community legacy day. I mean, we had over a thousand people. We just gave and gave and gave and gave to the community from my family's company, mm-hmm. and we would have you know everything there. You know, little little horses, slides for the kids. All the food was free. I mean, it was just a give back day. And the seller of the business or the buyer of the business was there, mm-hmm. and we had the real come to Jesus talk mm-hmm. with him and my mom, who was. Alien in health, not able to really walk without our walker, went sprinting down that hallway and said, you're a liar and a thief. So imagine your mom just has this miraculous power to sprint down the hallway mm-hmm. and says those venomous words to someone, you know, your innate ability to not go in and, and take the sword and fight for her honor is... You know, it's, it's just born in us. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do anything. I was just standing there watching this all unfold. I had, was powerless. There was, there was nothing. Because at that moment, it became very clear that my two brothers and my dad, which were the owners of the company, were to lose everything. Their mm-hmm. homes, their, their farms, everything that they had. Mm-hmm. Because they were working with the people they knew versus the experts they needed. Right. And reading their exit as a transaction mm-hmm. in the process because they weren't able to truly take control of their business and the aspects that they could so they could control their entire exit. 
-hmm. and they were operating from fear, then, you know, what can they do to make the business even more successful when they're exiting Mm -hmm. as a result? And it's it's something that has to be massaged when you have that mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, you have, you know, we all naturally fear is greater than greed. So it's kind of like, you know, when you go on a diet, you got to kind of like always be be mindful of your health. Um, The same thing, you always have to be mindful of your mindset because it's really easy to regress and start as a business owner to think and fear there's not going to be enough to hit the next payroll or looking at limiting factors when really wealth is at our fingertips. You put a corn seed in the ground and, you know, hundreds of corn seeds pop out. It's, it's like a miracle. Right. So if nature teaches us that, then what is that teaching us about our business? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think so many times business owners are really thinking you know, as I said about the next day, the next month, you know, getting through the month. And, you know, and, and for some of those, those are businesses that have been in business for many years, um, you know, and, and, and there's no long-term strategy aside from, can I get through this month? And maybe can I get through this year? And there's, you know, a variety of reasons for that. Obviously, though, one of the biggest is not planning, not, you know, not doing the things that you should be doing. So what are three critical steps that, that we really need to be thinking about as we're building our dynasties? Well, 80% of all business owners have 90% of their wealth tied up in their business. Mm-hmm. So understand that what you did to start your business is not going to be what you do to maintain or grow it. Right. Um, so the first step is, you know, I, I believe is to make sure that you've outlined and have your 911 plan. Mm-hmm. What is that? It's I get hit by a car and I'm dead, or I get hit by a car and I go and I am a vegetable for a year or two while mm-hmm. I'm rehabbing myself. Right. You know, what does my business look like? If I go on that two week vacation, does your revenue go down or does mm-hmm. it stay the same or does it go up? That's going to tell, tell you how much. Your business is really attached to you. Mm-hmm. And the more you can say, my business is still going to grow, the more sellable, the more tractable it is for other people. I'm not saying that you necessarily sell tomorrow, mm-hmm. but have the option to exit and always have it planned out. Mm-hmm. So the first step is to make sure that you do have that stuff written down, mm-hmm. that you know who would succeed you, you know who would take over in a, in a temporary basis because disability is has a higher probability of happening rather than death while you own the business. Right. You know, most people don't, they don't teach that. They don't realize that that statistic actually is real. Mm-hmm. And then the second step is put together a plan and work with someone that can see the overarching picture of everything, your business, your personal life, and see how they're overall connected and just bring you the very, best ideas to you. So all you have to do is make decisions. Mm-hmm. They're putting together the expert team for you. So all you have to, you don't, you're not going to 10 different advisors getting 10 different answers. You're just going to one source and they're doing all that work for right. you. That really frees up the owner to do. They only have two jobs, make money and do things that are ma- that'll make you money. That, that's it. So the more you can be focused on that, the more successful your company will be. Mm-hmm. And then lastly is be able to 
figure out ways where you can free up capital in your company so that you can be immensely successful. For example, you know, if you have a company that has 50 employees and you're paying, you know, a large amount in insurance between workers' compensation and um, health insurance and errors and emission or whatever it might be for you. Typically, the insurance bill is one of the largest bills outside of Uncle Sam and payroll. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you, as an owner, if structured correctly, you can retain those assets. Mm-hmm. That's good. Instead of just shooting over to the insurance company, retain those assets that will be forever yours and that you can even protect even more risk Mm -hmm. that your standard insurance provider cannot. Mm -hmm. So those are some things that if you're working with the right person, they can show you ways that you're already doing to free up more wealth. Because when a a mass recession happens in the market and everything is in your one stock, your one company, Mm -hmm. it all falls apart. Not only your business life, but your personal life. Even my brother lost a marriage because of this. Mm-hmm. So it can just absolutely destroy in a road away. Right. Uh, and, and so we just, I think those are the, those are the definitely the three major things that we see as continuous flaws with almost every business owner that we take on mm-hmm. is that they're not doing any of those activities. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I love the fact that, that you talk about you know, what if you all of a sudden couldn't do your business? You know, and, and, and I actually had that happen to me several years ago. Um, I, I was diagnosed with cancer, was yeah. going merrily along with all of that. I mean, you know, that was fine. But then I had what my doctor lovingly calls a catastrophic reaction to my chemotherapy um, and ended up in the hospital in critical condition for seven weeks. Oh jeez! I know. Yeah, you know, it was you know, obviously things are all better. Yeah, um, but you know, there for, there were probably at least four weeks where I didn't function at all. Yeah, and and you know, and and as I said at the start, I am my business. Um, you know, and and I had never, you know, even though I knew that I was, you know, that that I was going through treatment, all of this stuff. You know, like I said, things were going well, and I had never stopped to think what would happen if something happened to me and I couldn't communicate. Now, if, if it was just, you know, and so in flashes, I would be able to tell my husband, here's how you can, here's it, because like my computer was password protected. He couldn't even get into my computer. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so, I, you know, we would kind of go through all of this. Took It took literally days for me to be able to function well enough to give him the information so that he could communicate to my current clients to say, hey, Deb's going to be out of it for a while. Um, you know, and, and, and bless them. They all, you know, went with the flow. They said, you know, you know hello, you do what you need to do. Um, you know, contact us when you can. You know, and, and, they, and, and I didn't lose a single client. I mean, you know, that was very nice. But you know, we do that. We, we don't stop to think, what if the proverbial bus hits us? You know, can someone even get into our email to send emails out to people? Um, you know, we ended up, of course, what we did was um, notifying people through Facebook. 
because you know there was my phone people could could get into to facebook through my phone and yada 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 but that's certainly not a professional way to be doing this and and depending on what your business is i mean you might truly have deliverables i mean people might have given you money that you know all these various things and so i you know i i love the fact that you talk about you know we need to take those steps to, you know even if it's just a very short document where you're writing down you know a b c d we need to do that um, you know and, and I think it's even more important maybe if when we are the business of one um, you know because we love our clients hopefully <laughs> you know and, and we don't want them to just think what the heck happened so right. you know, I, I love that you talk about planning for that and letting people you know being able to, to kind of have that plan B at least to say you know hey you know she's just you know he or she it, this is what's happened. We'll be in communication soon. Yeah, I mean, just to you know, spin on that. In one of the resources on the resource that we're going to give your audience, you go to grubwealth.com mm-hmm. forward slash powerhouse. Um, or I'm sorry, power hour. Mm-hmm. That's G R U Bravo Bravo Wealth.com power hour. We have a time hack uh, download for you, and it's on there, you will find one of the resources to solve this issue, and it's called LastPass. If you don't use it, highly recommend. It's something that's good for right. you, your, mm-hmm. your personal, um, your your spouse, as well as your team, because what, what it does is it shares um, passwords with the people that need it, and if an employee terminates, then you can simply just turn off that access within mm-hmm. a, just a matter of a click of a button, and all you have to do is know one password mm-hmm. for all the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of passwords that are out there that's all you need is right. to know one password and mm-hmm. it encrypts the rest of your passwords and get as complicated as you want mm-hmm. but it's saved us an incredible amount of time and aggravation but you know further upon that you know as you're growing your dynasty things that what ended up being a little shoebox of dreams when you were a kid now has ended up in multiple shoeboxes mm-hmm. and it's this big amazing, beautiful thing, but if something does happen to you unexpectedly, it's really complicated to unwind. Mm-hmm. Right. So having somebody to go in and do what's called a disaster recovery plan and do mm-hmm. a full diagnosis and, and talk through all these issues. If something happens, who gets to have all the passwords? Who's the person that handles uh, you know, unwinds the business, sells the business, or takes over the business, where are all the assets actually even at? Mm-hmm. You know, as a business owner, we just know where everything's at. And right. then our spouse or whoever needs to know, and we're just, you know, we're, we're really immortal. You know, mm-hmm. like have this, I don't know, uh, subconscious belief that we're never going to die. Mm-hmm. And so we operate that way. Even mm-hmm. though we know that, you know, this is not going to last forever. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's, it's so a disaster recovery plan. I highly recommend every business owner to go out there, hire someone to document this entire process from beginning to end, mm-hmm. put it in together for, as a binder. Yes, it can be digitized, mm-hmm. but it's also highly recommended that it's not right as, at the same time. Mm-hmm. You got to have both. Mm-hmm. Well, and and it is something very simple. I mean, you mentioned LastPass, and and I'll be honest, I that is one of, that's on my to do and has been <clears throat> for a while, um, okay. and and I do I need to do that because that was one of the other problems that we had when I got so sick. 
we, you know, we like most people, especially in, in our demographic, uh, pay our bills online. Right. And my husband, you know, I'm, I'm the person who does that. And my husband didn't know how to even get to those accounts to be paying our bills. Now, you know, when he contacted them, they were all very nice and, and, you know, waived all the fees and, you know, all those various things. But, you know, and so that is one of the things that, you know, he, you know, I I have, you know, he has access to, you know, all the passwords and and all of those various things. But, you know, and I don't know why we we do, and, you know, I'm thinking about my friends, you know, because this is just purely, purely anecdotal. You know, you mentioned we think we're immortal. We think there's, you know, something's not going to happen to us. And we don't take those steps just to make life a little bit easier. Because, you know, the other thing that you mentioned in your book, and I love this concept, you know, know, um, because I am who I am, I can do this, um, of having the business owner once a quarter taking a week away totally away no email contact no nothing and you know the the concept that you discuss in your book is the fact that your business should be so well set up that you as the owner should be able to do that um, because you you have people trained you know that big word called delegate all of these various things and you know so we should be able to to take a vacation to do whatever and you know have somebody be able to fill in for us you know when when needed yeah when you are putting together and have a, a basically a widgetized systematized business your ability to do these things become a lot easier but mm-hmm. it also but to get to that point you, there's a couple practices that you need to get to mm-hmm. and i believe on that time hacking software that download there's a what's called toggle t o g g l that you can start to benchmark your time. Not that you consistently do it, because for me, I've, I'm an actuary and I'm training, and it's just too much detail. Right. But um, it's something that can that you can look at maybe once a quarter, once a month. See what what am I doing that can be pushed to someone else. Mm-hmm. I w- I would recommend everybody on your team to do that, but not to replace their job, even though it kind of sounds that way. Mm-hmm. But then now you're having people that is on your team only working on the high level stuff that's going to be most productive to the company mm-hmm. when everybody has that mindset together. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was talking to a business owner last week and they were coming to me there, you know, just totally stressed out about their business. You know, just they, they got so consumed by the business that now they want to sell mm-hmm. because their life has taken over. They've always been an employee. And then four years ago, they went in and bought this business mm-hmm. because they really enjoyed the business that they were employed with. And, you know, when I, I said, asked her, I'm like, tell me what you do during the day. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, you know, okay. So I, you know, she started walking me through what she does at work. And I'm like, no, what's the very first thing that you do in the morning? all the way to the very last thing that you do at night. Mm-hmm. You, what are you doing? And she went through the standard habits of an average business owner. Mm-hmm. And that is she got up, she took care of daily household tasks and checked emails as one of her first habits. And then throughout the day, she's checking emails, serving customers in a retail job. Mm-hmm. Um, as an acting as an employee throughout the day, checking emails, checking emails, and then she leaves. 
Mm-hmm. And then I, the last thing that she does an hour before she goes to sleep, she checks emails for a solid hour and works again. Oi. And I'm like, you can't do that. No, not long term. It's exhausting. Don't get to unplug from your business. Mm-hmm. Even though it sounds counterproductive, what I'm going to tell you, let me tell you personally that you're going to be two times more productive with the habits that I'm going to recommend. Mm-hmm. The first thing that you knew, need to do is, of course, go to the grubwealth.com power hour and download that resource because on there, there's going to be something that saves me personally four mm-hmm. hours, minimum four hours a week. And I know it mm-hmm. because the system tracks it. It's called SaneBox, S-A-N-E, box.com. Mm-hmm. And it will sort all your emails for you. So the only ones that you're looking at are the ones that are going to be most productive and that need you to respond to something. And even within that, mm-hmm. we have some, you know, both, I have two team members that are reviewing my emails and going ahead and responding to the ones that, really, you know, I don't need to respond to personally. Mm-hmm. And I do not look at my emails at the beginning of the day. I don't, before I get into work, I, there's three top priorities that I make that I journal the night before or the morning of mm-hmm. that state that these things need to get done before anything else happens. Mm-hmm. And when those things get accomplished, that's when I check my emails. And I know it's an easy one. You when you click the little send button, your little brain says, yes, victory, right? Right. What that's, it, it's not a victory because it, those people that are sending you emails are sending you emails because they don't need a response right away. Mm-hmm. Like if really needed that, they would call you. Right. Or they would send a text say, hey, I need this in right away. Mm-hmm. Or your team would maybe notify you if that's how, you know, Nine times out of ten, the one ten percent time that they communicate that way, that's emergency. And mm-hmm. then at night, you know, you ha- need to ha- set a break. You know, I'm not going to work any time past X time because you. I know because I just really enjoy work. I there was times that I was staying in the office till nine at night, mm-hmm. and I would know after a certain hour my productivity went down fifty percent. Right, but if I went down. But if I stop that at that specific time, mm-hmm. then the next day I was able to be twice as productive. Not, you know, I still got the same amount of work done with less mm-hmm. time, and you know, not I don't check emails at night. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen. Right, so not going to get a response from me at eleven o'clock at night because I mm-hmm. used to do that continuously. Mm-hmm. All can be waited. Well, and that's hard, especially when you're first starting out, because you're thinking you have to be responsive. Um, you know, and, and we're going to set aside the businesses that that have to, to do that. I mean, you know, there are some businesses that, you know, uh, that have to be a 24-7 business, but they definitely need to be delegating, you know, and, and all of those things. Too. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, one of the biggest things is we have to set up the expectations with our clients, our customers, you know, and, and tell them hey, you know, I only check my emails between nine and five or, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, and, 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 but if you don't, then they will think you respond 24-7. And of course, the second that you respond to one of those emails that could wait, when you respond at 11 o'clock at night, you just change the expectation. 
And then the next time they email you at 11 o'clock at night, they're going to expect that you respond. Um, you know, and, and so I've done that with many of my clients. I have said, you know, I keep regular business hours, you know, from, from eight to five. If there is truly an emergency, because, you know, things happen, text me because that's the best way to, to reach me or call me, um, you know, and, and, and of course it gets tricky because we have clients across the United States. So, you know, time zones are a fun yeah. little thing, but, um, you know, and, and, and I tell them, then remember that when you are contacting me outside of business hours or on a weekend or holiday, if it is something that I do, the rate doubles. Yeah. And the amazing thing is they figure out very quickly that it can wait. <laughs> right. Um, yes. you know, putting, you know, it, it's important that people know, know what those boundaries are. I just mm -hmm. was coaching, actually my brother through this, um, he was putting together a pretty large package for a franchise system that he's setting up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you can't just put yourself, you know, yes, you get your lump sum and they, you, you give your consulting fee, but your consulting fee, you need to put boundaries around those hours because you know, we were raised by the same parents, right? Mm -hmm. We just work to survive because our childhood, we, were grow we grew up without enough, you know, mm -hmm. without much. Mm -hmm. And so it was a survival mentality that we were raised in. Mm -hmm. We're just going to bust it out and we're not going to complain. And if someone tells us to jump, we're going to ask how far. Mm -hmm. You got to put boundaries around that. You know, you, you know, double your salary at, or, or your, your hourly rate after a certain point and these are your hours you've mm -hmm. got to put some guardrails to your life to protect mm -hmm. it because why are you working so hard you don't want to be 65 years old and and then imagine yourself trying to you know you need to retire but then you like my whole identity is attached to this right I don't know what I'm supposed to do mm -hmm. I've not done anything for myself there was no self-care I never pursued any hobbies there, I, I don't know what I do. So you just continue to stay in the business. And after a certain point, your business becomes worth less, mm -hmm. a little less, and a little less, a little less, until it's not worth nothing. And then right. you have no legacy to really be able to transfer to your family mm -hmm. because you were never, you never took the time to take care of you mm -hmm. and live this life and smell the roses because right. it is beautiful. Cherish it, forget that it is, mm -hmm. and understand your business is a tool so that you can enjoy it. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and you mentioned, you know, how we were brought up and you're younger than I am, but, you know, but, but our parents really did, you know, are the people who instilled in us how we function, especially, you know, in, in, you know, both personally and professionally. And my parents were, um, as, as my mother puts it, a child of the depression. And so that really was something that, you know, you work and you work and you work. And now, you know, they also, the, the cool thing is they also loved vacations. Um, you know, my father had, the, had a, a type of job where we literally took a month off every summer and went and did something. I was blessed that I was an only child. Um, and so it was a little bit easier to just, you know, plunk me in the car and away we'd go. Of course. But, you know, so I learned from them that we work, but we play. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, and, and then other things like saving money, you know, and, and all of those various things, but it is interesting, you know, how, you know, how we were brought up, you know, what we see in things. Yeah. So, you know, a great way to put scratches in those records. Cause I mean, I, I love my parents. They're, you know, the, very dear to me. Mm -hmm. However, you know, 
there's no manuscript to raising kids. And sometimes some of the programming that they instilled upon us is not the correct programming to be a successful business Mm -hmm. owner, successful entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And so you, you have to look at that and, you know, one of the things that we do during our talks is we have everybody get out their cell phone and put it in selfie mode mm. because that's your business. Mm-hmm. Your business is an externalization of who you are internally. Mm-hmm. So if there's something broken in your business, if it's going sideways or it's just not having, it's not what you envision, mm-hmm. the mirror. Mm-hmm. That is, and find out what programming is inside me, what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. What am I doing to stop the growth of my company? Mm-hmm. Because it's you, you're, you're designing your business to be uh, for clients that have not yet achieved where, where you're going with their business and they need you to help guide them get a little bit further. Mm-hmm. So I notice that all of my clients look pretty much the same way. You know, they think and, and talk and act pretty much all the same because I designed this company to, to look like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just helping these people get a little bit further in their journey because I've already walked those steps. I practice what I preach and I'm using the tools mm-hmm. that I have learned along the way to help business owners be even more successful because I've already walked that path. Mm-hmm. I've experienced it with my life and I've already walked it. Mm-hmm. And I, we've learned these tools. These are the tools that have worked for us to be even more successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm, I love the concept of the tools and, you know, you mentioned that you've got a special page on your website for it and then you also talk about a lot of it in your book and some of it are, you know, things as simple as, you know, automating email responses and, you know, all of these various things and and I've talked with guests before about that and, you know, even myself, I look at that and go, that seems hard to set up or, ooh, you know, and, and I mean, you know, we talk ourselves out of it, but it really does simplify life. And, and you know, I, for me, one of the things would be turn off social media. You know, if I really need to get things done, I need to turn off social media. But, you know, the, the other thing, and I love that you talk about this, and we've talked about this with other guests too, is delegating, getting other people. And whether you're the business of one, like me, or you've got 10, you know, 10,000 employees, however many, we need to delegate. You know, we need to outsource. We need to build that good team. And I love how you talk in your book about getting that team that, you know, works well together, you know, because I think that's one of the problems we get is, you know, we've got an an accountant, we've got maybe um, a tax person, we've got maybe an attorney, and no nobody talks to each other. So right. it's not that they're giving us bad advice. It's that they're not giving us coherent advice, um, you know, and, and I mentioned that I had been sick. I mean, you know, it, I, I, lots and lots of doctors. I mean, at one point, I had 10 doctors that came into my room every morning when they made rounds. It was very entertaining because, um, of course, they came in one at a time, and it was, you know, very confusing. But, you know, they never talked to each other. And so one would say, we want you to do this. And then the next one would come in and tell me the exact opposite. And I just laid there in my hospital bed and went, okay. <laughs> you know? right. and, and the bad part is we do that with our business too. You know, mm-hmm. somebody tells us, and, and, you know, it, and we also have our trusted advisors and friends who are saying, oh, go do this, go do that. Um, you know, and, and we go, okay. And, you know, and we might do it or we might not. But the point is we don't plan, you know, there's that word again. 
and we don't develop this this strategy to really make sure that the the advice we're getting is appropriate for us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's the thing is is you know with advisors, you know, I'm I obviously am one as well. Mm-hmm. You have to be really careful because you know, just like in your business, your ego is your most expensive asset. You need it. You mm-hmm. have to have it. But boy, does it get in the way. <laughs> it can certainly hurt you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that also is true with advisors. A lot of them want their idea to be the idea. Mm-hmm. And so you need kind of, you know, someone that can take it over the reins and say, you know, the, just collect the data. And if mm-hmm. it works, great. They get the business. And if not, you know, then that's fine. They'll, mm-hmm. That'll be around the next time for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it's just really important for business owners to just be focused on getting that individual, that, that personal CFO for them. Mm-hmm. That's something that, you know, with a stress test, you can, with an advisor, you can clearly tell who wants to play that role and who doesn't. And, and most don't because they don't understand the concept. Mm-hmm. So I will save you a lot of time of frustration to know that what I am suggesting is unfortunately very rare to the small business owner mm-hmm. is to a, someone that owns a company of a hundred million and they have a family office already set up for them. But, mm-hmm. you know, for a business that is between one and 50 million in annual revenue to find somebody that is willing to do all that for you is unfortunately very small mm-hmm. in that, that group. Well, and you know, you mentioned ego, there's also that concept that I see so often in, in that, you know, we, we think we have to do it all as the business owner. You know, yeah. either it's people will look poorly upon us. You know, what do you mean you, you had to have somebody else do your own website? Well, I designed widgets. What the heck do I know about a website? Um, you know, or, you know, or again, our ego says, well, you know, I'm smart. I should be able to do this myself. You know, all those various things. And, and so we don't get that team. And then that's where we get in trouble. Yeah. No, I, I saw it with my family's business. I mean, they... We, you know, we just didn't think. We just did. You know, we're, we're great executors, not the kind that you kill people, but the actual people that get things Processes. done. <laughs> so, um, you know, it was just something that we just, you know, the wall needed painted. We, you know, the family painted the wall. If, you know, we, they were building buildings. And so, obviously, you know, you can tell that there were certain th- activities that they were doing. Mm-hmm that my family had no business doing. Right. Not because they weren't capable of it, but it they could pay somebody 20 cents on the dollar what their hourly rate is. So that's mm-hmm. something that's a wonderful practice for you is to determine what your hourly rate truly is. Right. And that that's not what you charge necessarily a client for an hour. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I go up and speak, I know how many clients I want to get from that speaking engagement. Mm-hmm. That's my hourly rate. Right. And so if I can pay, um, you know, instead of chasing appointments, I can just use a system like Acuity or Calendly or um, Time Trade, which is all found on our online resource there, uh, to run this for us. And it only costs like 5 or $10 a month. Mm-hmm. And it eliminates at least two hours a week for me on chasing appointments, minimum. Right. So what are some of those activities that you can do? 
But once you understand your hourly rate, then it becomes very clear on what you actually need to systematize and what you really need to delegate. So you can truly go out and build your dynasty and not lose yourself, your family and everything else along with it. Right. You know, and you mentioned tracking your time and figuring out what it is that you're doing during your day. Um, you know, and, and it's funny, I had, you know, had one of those situations a couple weeks ago where something broke on my website and I was bound and determined I was going to fix it because I'm the smart person. I should be able to do that, right? And three hours later, I still hadn't fixed it. Now, I hadn't made it worse. So, I mean, that was at least a benefit. But I'd spent three hours trying to figure it out. The light bulb finally went on over my head and said, you idiot. (laughs) I contacted the person who knew what to do. He fixed it in 10 minutes. (laughs) And, you know, and, but we do that. We think, you know, we should be able to, to fix this because we're the smart people or we enjoy it. I love tinkering on my website. But that doesn't do anything, um, you know, and, and, you know, we need to figure out how best to use our time and our talents. Yeah, L1 through L5 activities, you know, mm-hmm. level one is like, I need to deal with it right now to L5, you can wait for later. So the more you can really associate your activities with that kind of vector scale, it's going to become very clear what's going to produce the most for you. Mm-hmm. But, right. you know, just as, just as a sampling of why it's so important to utilize a personal CFO to kind of see the overarching picture because you can't see the forest of the trees. Mm-hmm. When you're a business owner, I have a dozen coaches um, for all different aspects of my life, um, personal, business, because it's really, I, I know why I'm trying to design, mm-hmm. why, I'm trying to, why I'm trying to design what I'm designing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was, on a case study that I can share with you, we were working with this uh, manufacturing company. You know, it's a second generation business and they were, you know, looking for the next stage of their, their own exit. You know, they're in their 60s and they've already stress tested their company. They, they both, both the partners equally go outside the country, um, pre, you know, quite frequently mm-hmm. to vacation and enjoy life. Um, so it was pretty independent of them for the most part, minus a couple things that we needed to work on, but they were not clear on how they needed to exit at all. Mm-hmm. And in fact, their attorney said, well, you know, the business was worth about three and a half million. And then their attorney said, well, why don't you do a seller's note and just sell to your, your employees? Cause mm-hmm. that's what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And they, and they just pay you X dollars over 20 years. Mm-hmm valued the business at $750,000. This is before we did evaluation on them. Mm-hmm. And, and because as, the attorney told them to do that, they probably went, okay. <laughs> this is their business attorney that they've right. been working He's with. He's the wise man years. who we paid for his advice. Yes. But that's where it's really key to, you know, and important for you to work with people that actually are specialized in this area. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a little bit different than maybe who you used in the past. And that's not to say like, we're still working with that attorney to kind of, to facilitate this transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just understand what each skill set is used for and mm-hmm. then maximize it. But um, they, one of the issues is they had everything tied up into their business, the real estate, um, and then they also did some scrap metal as well as the manufacturing piece. Mm-hmm. 
And it was all tied up as a C Corp. I mean, the unwind this thing was going to be tax out. I mean, they were going to just pay through the nose for it. Right. So we structured a three phase exit for them. Mm-hmm. The first part is we did a tax free restructure on the real estate as well as the scrap metal, tied that up as one corporation. And that was because of how we did it, it was tax free. Mm-hmm. So that was phase one complete. Phase two is we slowly started redeeming the shares from the company. Mm-hmm. And what that allowed us to do, the way it was being structured, eliminated 60% in taxes. Wow. So it's not necessarily how much you get to sell your company for. A lot of people say, well, all my buddies are selling their companies. Mm-hmm. That's great. But that is the most expensive thing that you can potentially do is to sell your company outright. And now, right. If you get a big chunk of money, Uncle Sam says, hello. Yes. He thinks that you guys have been business partners together and he'll take 40% mm-hmm. on average. But there are even within that, if you find yourself in that position as the best option, um, then then working through some different strategies to eliminate or mitigate those taxes, you need to specialize tax strategist to do that for you. Now, of course, that is something that we do and we work along with our clients' partners to do that as well. But th- just understand that this is the windfall of your life. Mm-hmm. And you either screw this up or it can, you know, benefit your second and third generation of people to follow you. Mm-hmm. And then the third phase really was just completing all of it. So now they are getting income from their real estate. It's all, you know, it's all its own entity. Mm-hmm. They're fully exited from their, um, both the businesses. Mm-hmm. And it only took them about six years to exit from their plan. And what that allowed them to do is maximize what they got and minimize what their employees had to pay. Mm-hmm. And it's all just using different high-level tax strategies. Mm-hmm. I know what I said I, I tried to water it down as much as possible, but just understand when you exit a business or when you do pretty much a lot of what you do with your business mm-hmm. and work with someone that can deal with your most expensive assets, whether mm-hmm. it's what you're paying the insurance company or what you're paying Uncle Sam, that's what builds well. It's mm-hmm. not you know, a fee here or a fee there that you're paying an advisor or a program. It is really looking at the biggest culprits to any business. And mm-hmm. that's insurance and that is taxes. Um, and, and just being able to, you know, maximize your situation is just, you know, that it's really exciting to be able to do that. Right. You know, and, and we want to stress that all of this is obviously legal. There's nothing, you know, that, that you know, it, it's and and. It's the way that things are supposed to work. I mean, that's the important thing is, you know, if you do it this way, this is the way that, you know, that tax codes and things like that were set up was to, to let people transition these businesses, to take advantage of these things. You know, we all love, you know, it's, it's tax time. And so, you know, we're, and we keep hearing, you know, all of this, oh, Uncle Sam takes all our money and yada, yada, yada. No, you know, that there are, are ways to, to be able to do this that, that are really great and fantastic so that you're not hit with these large tax bills and, you know, all these, these various things. Well, here's something that no one really likes to say that might be a little um, taboo. 
But mm-hmm. the tax code was designed for you not to pay taxes. Right. Legally. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because if you're not paying taxes, what are you doing? You're investing in real estate. You're mm-hmm. investing in your company. You're creating more jobs. You're developing right. the commerce of the United States mm-hmm. and calling us. Mm-hmm. So well, understanding and- those tax rules and those tax laws, mm-hmm. not that you, you should. I don't want you to. Right. But you working know, with the right partners mm-hmm. to be able to do that mm-hmm. can absolutely transform your business, your personal life um, in ways that you never imagined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and even if it's just personally, it means you've set up your deductions right. All of those various things. Um, when I dropped my taxes off at, at our tax accountant a couple of weeks ago, I told her that you know many <clears throat> many years ago when I was still single and I filed the you know the handy dandy ten forty e easy form e whatever you know it, it was just me by myself all that stuff. I got a refund of a dollar. Oh, and right. and I just thought that was the funniest thing in the world. I, you know, I didn't cash the check. I framed it. And, you know, I just thought that was really funny. But that really did mean I had things set up the way I should. Um, you know, and and you know, we never ever should be you know counting on the refund. I love you know all these people who are complaining that their refund isn't what it should be. You know, no, <laughs> you know, Uncle Sam is not your bank. <laughs> you know, and you know, and and so it is. A, you know, you need to be setting up your business. As you're going, so that you know that that your your the taxes are correct, um, you know, and, and your um, you know you're just setting everything up so that it it that, that it is working the way it's supposed to be working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean that you know it's so important for every business owner out there to, and even if you're a corporate executive, just to make sure that you're stress testing your situation. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be you know just the tax situation or your exit plan, mm-hmm. whatever it might be, but having somebody go in there and stress test what you have is that's how the ultra ultra fluent, those that have, you know, 500 million or more, that's what ultra fluent means. Mm-hmm. It, that's what they're doing because right. something happens to them. If they, they make one mistake, it could be catastrophic. Mm-hmm. A little easier when you're building your dynasty and you've got your net worth might be 3 million or 5 million, whatever it might be. It's a little easier to kind of recover, but when you, you're dealing with, you know, bigger dollars, just bigger mistakes. Right. So they have to do this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the more you can adopt those behaviors, the more success you're going to see. Um, and you're going to, ident- you know, in worst case scenario, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Best case, you, you identified something that could blow up your financial ship or your business or whatever it might be that you're concerned about. Right. You, you, I mean, you do it with your health. I mean, my sister, you know, it was this has been through some pretty trying times over the past five months. Um, you know, my sister was diagnosed with, with leukemia mm-hmm. four hours before my mom went into septic shock. And, you know, that was a good stress test for our business mm-hmm. because as my sister was in isolation, we were going from hospital room right. to hospital room, just, you know, I'm not sure. And your business was the last thing you needed to be thinking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I, I put together a wonderful team. Mm-hmm. put together wonderful systems and we actually made even more money that quarter than we did all of our other quarters. <laughs> and you're thinking, Ooh, you know, not that you want your sister to be sick, but it's like, Ooh, what, what other parts, the good parts, what could we, we yeah. what could we replicate? Right. And it, you know, it's, we're still fighting those battles. You know, I did donate my stem cell to her last month and um, you know, so there's still, we're not, we're not out of the woods with her. Right. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, it's, 
you know, things in life, either you do the stress test or life will do the stress test for you. Right. So you take control over your life and your business, the less um, you're going to think in a mindset of fear and scarcity mm-hmm. and really be able to focus on the abundant part because that's what right. life is. Right. You know, we it, long gone are the days, or should be, when we literally worked ourselves to death. Um, you know, but unfortunately, that is still the case. You know, and, and we see people who do that. Um, yeah. You know, and 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 you know the the principles that you talk about, you know, both in in your book and and you know that we've been talking about today, really do apply from you know anybody like me who you know has my my business in my you know one of my spare bedrooms, and my business is me. To you know the the companies that are multi million dollar companies, um, you know we need to to have the backup plans. We need to you know people you know all these various things. So it's it's important as you know the entrepreneur as the small business owner, if you haven't done you know even thought about this, you need to you know when and just sit down you know think about this stuff. Talk to the people that you need to talk to, whether it's your spouse, your business consultant, you know whoever it is. And get some of these plans in place. You know, don't think, oh, I, I can do it next week because things happen, folks. <laughs> you know, um, and you know, and whether it's that something catastrophic happens or that you really do want to take a vacation. Um, you know, all these various things. You know, um, it, it's funny people will post on social media, hey, you know, sorry, I was gone for the past two weeks. I logged out. I'm like, really? No Facebook? No, none of that for two weeks? Holy schmoly! Um, <laughs> And of course, what they did was they truly enjoyed the time they were off. Um, but, you know, it, it is something that, and, and again, no matter what stage your business is, we need to be doing these things, um, you know, and, and if it's a side hustle where you're just, you know, doing a couple hours a week, you know, it, it's still important or you wouldn't be doing that. So mm-hmm. let's be setting things up so that, you know, that, that they can continue and go on. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it, um, it, it's building your dynasty. A lot of people associate that with money and that's not how most of us are motivated. It's about right. family or some other great cause. There are a few that are motivated by money and, and that's fine. But it's, it's being able to, you know, tap into, life. Yeah, it's, it's tapping into that spiritual part of the dynasty that my mom had. Right. You know, um, what is your passion? What is it that you, your belief system, mm-hmm. you're following those two things, the rest is going to be really easy to come by. You know, the right. money is just the result mm-hmm. of all this. Right. It is not the activator. It is none of that. It just allows, it's the ticket to have what you really want. Mm-hmm. It's, going to be, it's going to magnify how amazing you are or it's going to magnify the opposite. Right. Well, you know, longtime listeners know that I always ask my guests for talking points, and there's one on yours that I just can't, you know, we have to have to check out, and we only have a couple minutes, so hopefully it's a quick story. How did Mickey Mouse save your family? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's really the reason why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, I never want another family to ever experience what my family experienced um, when they went to sell their business, mm-hmm. but... The real reason why I do what I do is Mandy, my sister, who's two years in front of me. I'm, I'm the youngest of six kids, believe it or not. And she was recently diagnosed with leukemia. But when she was a year and a half years old, mm-hmm. she was diagnosed with a rare form, a uh, blood, blood disorder, a sister mm-hmm. form of leukemia. And mm. 
for four years, my family did everything they possibly could know mm -hmm. to generate money because we didn't have any. I mean, there's six mouths to feed. Mm -hmm. So my dad would go work his union bricklaying job for 40 hours. And then my brothers, my three brothers and my dad would all um, work in the evening together, bricklaying jobs. So my dad was doing 80 hours a week. Mm. And, you know, at any moment's notice, it was an emergency trip, mm -hmm. Columbus, um, that would take about an hour long and Mandy might be totally bled out. And mm -hmm. we, she, I mean, there were two times where they actually even diagnosed or pronounced her dead. Eek. I mean, it was just, it was some pretty horrific and just scary moments mm -hmm. growing up. And finally, there came that day where the, the doctors came in the room and said, you know, there's no more blood transfusions we can do. There's no more treatments. No, there's, it's time. It, you know, it's, mm -hmm. and here I am, this four-year-old little girl, you know, I didn't know what that meant. Right. You know, um, and so my mom, she, she did the only thing left she knew to do. She took her to, to church. Mm -hmm. And over a thousand people prayed for me that evening. And you know that the next time that they took my sister to the doctor, what the doctor said, she, she no longer needed any more blood transfusions. She no longer needed any more treatments. She was completely healed. I mean, it was truly a miracle. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you have this miracle happen to you like this, mm -hmm. You need another one. Mm -hmm. And because at this time, the insurance had defaulted on my family. Right. Um, and we were going we were to lose everything. You know, our home, all six of his kids were going to be split up because, I mean, there was absolutely no money left to take care of us. Mm -hmm. And my family, uh, somehow our story got in the, on the news channel, TV News. Mm -hmm. The night that the story aired, a local business owner named Bill was so touched by our story. He went to the sheriff auction on the day of the auction of our home that was going to be sold off and bought that house back for us. Oh. Then drove in a brand new blue minivan stuffed with three Mickey Mouses for my brothers and three Minnie Mouses for us girls. He handed those keys to my dad and said, we're going to Disney World in his private jet. Oh, holy cow. That is why I build dynasties. Mm -hmm. I want to empower family businesses to be able to not only protect their family in a way that my family was not able to do for themselves, mm -hmm. but also to empower them to be able to potentially bless others. Right. The way that Bill did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's the important thing. And that was what I got out of your book and obviously out of talking with you is it is how are we not just leaving a legacy, but how are we living the legacy? Um, you know, do we have time to give to others, you know, to enjoy our family, you know, all of these various things. And, you know, it's, I think that it, we do get caught up and we have to work, we have to work, we have to work, we have to work, we have to work. And 
you know, yes, that's important because we can't do the other things if we aren't making money. You know, well, let's be honest about that. But, you know, it's it's not the be-all, end-all. Um, you know, and, and so how can we help others? How can we help ourselves? You know, let's see. It, it's okay to be selfish, folks, you know, because that means that, that we're able then to take care of others. Yeah, well, my, my, I want to help people that are on that, di- on that journey to build a dynasty in a way mm-hmm. that, that build it, you know, and, and right. no matter what that form is mm-hmm. to you, but that, that is really our mission. So go ahead and go to grubwealth.com mm-hmm. forward slash power hour, mm-hmm. download that time saving resource. And on that, it'll ask if you want a stress test. Mm-hmm. And that would be a wonderful opportunity to take some time for yourself mm-hmm. as you're building your dynasty to see if you really are doing everything that you need to be doing to go out and build your dynasty. Right. Well, obviously, people can connect with you and find out about you at grubwealth.com. You are able to work with people throughout the United States, correct? I am. Perfect. I love it. Well, what is one final thought, Molly, that you would like to leave with people? The final thought that I would like to leave with you tonight, or today, I should say, is to make sure that you have enough belief system that what you're creating is bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And it's it can be as big as you want. Don't feel like it's something that's necessarily a lifestyle that you're trying to bring together for your family because I that's somewhat of a limiting factor. If you think how many more lives can I touch with what I'm doing, you will see abundance come to you in ways that you never imagined. I love it. And what a great thought to end on. Well, I'm Deb Creer. I have been having just a delightful time talking with Molly Grubb. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.